Never were no grices in Wrychester. Not in my time. My name's Flap. D'ye see? Good old Wrychester name, mine is. Then he went off, chuckling in his beard, and a breath of wind blowing past him from the street. Grice once more sniffed the fragrance of rum and lemon. Presently, too, Carsdale emerged from his private room, in his neat overcoat and silk hat, and with his smart umbrella, Natalie rolled in his carefully gloved fingers, and went homewards with his usual curt farewell. And at that, Grice got up from his writing, and went into his master's sanctum, and turning up the light above the desk, glanced at the diary which lay there, open. It was Carsdale's habit, and he was a man of strict method, to enter up in that diary the particulars of any business done during the day, no matter how trifling or unimportant. There were two or three entries relative to that day, carefully written, but there was nothing about John Flapp, nothing. And Grice stood, staring, thinking, recalling Carsdale's words to his strange visitor. Now be a sensible man, Flap. Be advised. Leave it with me. Leave what with him? Money, valuables, papers. Something at any rate, for Flap had gone back and the door had been shut. What had Flap left with Carsdale? Grice figured it out like this. Carsdale saw that Flap had been drinking knew that he would go on drinking again that evening, had found that Flap had something of value on him, had persuaded Flap to leave it with him for safe custody. Flap had consented. What was it? Where was it? Grice looked mechanically at the safe in the corner, but Carsdale had the key of that. Grice never had it, and Grice shook his head, got into his well-worn overcoat, turned out the lights in both rooms, and having locked the outer door, went away to his lodgings and his tea supper. While he ate and drank, he reflected that as far as he could remember, this was the first time since his coming to Wrychester two years previously, that there had been any secrecy about any of Carsdale's transactions. It was not a big practice, Carsdale's. There was a bit of county court work, and a bit of conveyancing and sometimes a police court case. And always there was an entry of everything in that desk diary. Why had Carsdale omitted to enter up John Flapp? Was it purposeful, or was it an oversight? But Carsdale was not the man to deal in oversights. Grice was the owner of an inveterate and ineradicable inquisitiveness. He had nosed into affairs ever since he was fifteen. He had been in three offices during his eight years of business life as an unarticled clerk, and he could have boasted, had he chosen, that he knew everything about the various transactions that had gone on in all three. It bothered him that he did not know what had transpired between Flap and Carsdale, and as a rule, Carsdale left him nothing to find out. Usually he told the clerk all the details of the business. It was Grice's nature to worry at a thing until he satisfied his curiosity about it. And now, between each mouthful, he kept asking himself over and over again, what did Flap leave with Carsdale?
And why? And why had Carsdale made no note of the matter?